0: This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, I am ministering on the book of James. We discovered last week that, um, and we're going to James 1, so if you have your Bibles open to James 1. We discovered last week that James is um, the half-brother of Jesus, so he grew up with Jesus. And uh, you know he didn't really believe that Jesus was the Messiah um, until he he saw Jesus you know resurrected, and uh, but you know uh, but he he became an apostle of God. He became a great great pastor of the Jerusalem Church, and um, we discovered last week that James is a very humble person, and we see here that he 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 says that he is the bond servant of God. Amen. Uh, and of the Lord Jesus Christ starting out. And then he, he says to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad. And he says greetings. And so back in that day, the church was scattered out. And um, and so what is the enemy doing uh, in, the la- in, in the last days? And what is he trying to do uh, in families and in churches? He's trying to divide. Amen. He's trying to scatter us out. He's trying to keep us from being together. Amen. And uh, the devil, he's a, div- he's a divider. Um, you know, I like to say he, he's a master at division and subtraction. The devil is. But God is a master of, what, addition and multiplication. And so, and so the devil, is he's, he's still working the same junk that he did when the church started out. He's trying to divide the church. And even through the pandemic, trying to keep us and trying to keep people in fear and saying avoid crowds... Which basically what they're saying is don't go to church. Amen. And, uh, you know, uh, praise God, you can come to church. Amen. And, uh, And I believe that there's divine protection when you come to church. And I believe there's power. Um, because when two or three are gathered in prayer, there he is in the midst of us. You believe that today? And, of course, you guys bring God into the church. Amen? And because, it, we, I'm telling you, it's better together. Amen? So he says that greetings to the uh, scattered church. And, and so I believe what God is trying to do in the end days is to bring us together, bring us in unity and one accord. Amen? And so, uh, so we, we see that. And so he says here, um, we're going to start with verse five, because we talked about last week about tests and trials. And that, you know, I mentioned to you, we're either going into a, 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 a test or, or coming out of a test or a trial. Amen. You're either going into one or coming out of one. Um, and, uh, and that's the way life is going to be why we're here, because we're not in heaven yet. Amen. And do you know you have an enemy? That, and it's not your spouse. You have an enemy. It's not your boss. It's the devil. And he's, he's here. And he's here to try to keep us from doing the will and the purpose and the plan of God in our lives. So, so here we, we, we discover that we're going to be dealing with tests and trials. And so in James 5, 8, we're going we're to take up at James uh, uh, chapter 1, verse 5. We're going to look at this. And, and this is what happens, what we need to do when we find ourselves in a test. When we find ourselves in a trial, James says it this way. First, he says, worship God. Amen. Count it all joy. So wh- what does that mean? That means we need to magnify God in our problem. We need, a, we need, to, make, we need to have a right perspective that God is El Shaddai, which he means that he's more than enough. ...to meet any kind of problem we may be encountering. So we worship God. We get God on our scene. But then he says here in James 5 and 8... ...he says, if any of you lacks wisdom... ...let him ask of God... ...who gives to all liberally and without reproach... ...and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like the wave of the sea... ...driven and tossed by the wind... For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. So we see here that James is saying here that really the, the, when we're encountering a trial or a tribulation or we're dealing with something, um, uh, we need godly wisdom. In other words, you need God. You need, uh, you need a, uh, an answer from God. Sometimes you might need a fast. What, pastor? Don't, don't, don't take me there. Sometimes you might need to fast and pray to get, get in a place where you can get quiet to hear from God. Because a lot of times we, when we encounter a problem, we go off half-cocked... ...trying to fix that problem without getting in the presence to get a plan from the Lord. And so, and, and, you know, because we run on emotion, don't we, a lot of times... And what the devil wants to do, he wants to get us emotionally jacked up. Isn't that right? See, the devil is a flesh devil, somebody said. Now, I know he's a spirit, but he, he likes to work on our flesh. And God is a spirit. And so God operates... Uh, uh, ...operates... ...to us through our spirits, not through our minds or through our flesh. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth, right? So, so, so the enemy is trying to get us emotional. But we need to spend some time in the presence of God... ...to get a plan of what God wants us to do in the problem. You know, I was thinking about that, and you guys know the story. You probably do. I, I preach on it a few times. And remember David... And he was in a time of his life where, uh, you know, he had 400, about 400 guys following him. And he was running from Saul. Right. And God promised David that he was going to be the next king. Think about that. And, you know, God gave him the ability to, you know, to to kill Goliath, to to be, you know, in the army of, of Saul. But but the devil did not like David. Right. See, the devil hates people that love God. And the devil can't stand people that's trying to walk out the will and the plan of God for their lives, so the devil's going to try to do everything he can to hinder that plan from coming to pass in your life. Is, isn't that right? And so, so David is now at a place in his life where he's running from Saul, and so he's in a place now that he's not even living in, in Israel anymore. He's he's in a place called Ziglag. and uh, and he's with his men, and and they're doing things, you know, they're. Uh, they're they're doing things in a way making it look like that they're coming against King Saul, but they're really not, uh, you know, and, and they're raiding other places. And he's bringing it to the to, to uh, you know, one of the kings over there that that's really against the Israel. And so it looks like that David's really not for Israel anymore, but he is and he is for God. But but God was was protecting David and his men and. And actually, David and his men went out for battle to fight with, uh, I think it was the, the Philistines, to fight with them against Saul. But one of the Philistine commanders said, don't let David hear because he may turn, turn on us. And they didn't trust David. And so they sent David and his men back to Ziklag, right? And you know what? That was God's grace. Amen. That was God's grace. And so when they came back to Ziklag... Um, uh, they found their town burnt down and that all their, their children and their wives were gone and their animals, and it was just, it was bad. It was a really bad day. Can somebody say a dog day? And it was, have anybody ever had a dog day in here? Has any, you know, things just, just didn't work. You've been trying to do everything right. You know, it just seems like everything's falling apart. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Amen. And, and it just doesn't seem like you're trying to move forward, but it seems like one step forward is like two steps back. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You like take a step forward and all of a sudden you feel like you're knocked back tw- two steps backwards. Amen. You can feel like that in your prayer time. You're praying. God does a breakthrough for somebody in your family. Then all of a sudden the devil comes and makes his move. Right. Doesn't the devil try to come against you and your family members? But you know what? God always has the final say so. So no matter what the devil's trying to do, God always has the final say so. Amen. God's greater than the devil. Can I get an amen? And so so David's here at Ziglag. And so um, in first in Samuel 30, verse six, let's look at this. This is the Amplified. And so David's at a place now. That uh, that uh, he he was uh, went to to this place and and the men that were following came to a point where they wanted to kill David. You know, you always want to kill the leader when things aren't going right. And so if things aren't going right in your life, sometimes the church members, if your life isn't going right, sometimes you want to blame the pastor. You know, hey, you know, or blame somebody or blame God. Right. And we don't want to blame God because God's not your enemy. God's your friend. God's trying to bring you out of it. And so David was there and David was greatly distressed. Uh, Look at this. For the men spoke of stoning him because the souls of them were bitterly grieved. Um, uh, Each man for his sons and daughters. But David encouraged and strengthened himself in the Lord his God. So we see here that even though it seemed like everything was against David here. I mean, uh, you know, everything was against David. David. David strengthened himself. That's where I believe that James uh, was able to write the book of James, and he wrote that you need to uh, magnify God in your problem. In other words, you need to encourage God. So, whenever you're going through a problem, or the enemy tells you that you're going down, or you're not going to make it this time, or you're going to lose your house, or you're going to lose your spouse, you know, you just got to start encouraging yourself. Can I talk to somebody today? You're going to have to start speaking some promises. That's how you encourage yourself. You, you speak the promises of God's word. You know, in other words, you need to start finding some promises. And say, you, say, you say, you talk about this all the time. Yeah, because that's what brought me out of a lot of negative things. In other words, I, I, I've been through some stuff. Amen. Thank God that, I, that, that I, I shine up really nice. But I've been through some stuff. Anybody been through some stuff in here? Any, have you, anybody been through any trials in here? Anybody been through some stuff? Yes, the Lord. Man, am I talking to anybody today? Yes. Or is your life just easy, 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 and no, and no issues? Or, no, 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 no. Listen, warriors are made in deserts. Amen. I say that quite often. But I'm telling you, warriors, God's not raising up warriors or wimps. He's raising up warriors yes. In the army of of God. Somebody say I'm a warrior and not a worrier. Amen. And so he's raising up because, you know, the Bible says that God is raising up people that are going to stand strong in the end days. And we're raising up a mighty church in Jesus name. You believe that today? Amen. And so we were raising up. So so it says here David was greatly distressed. But he encouraged himself in the Lord. In other words, when the enemy starts coming against you and say you're not going to make it or, or 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 things seems like people are coming against you. You need to start speaking. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. I'm the church and the gates of hell cannot prevail against me, my spouse, my family. Are you listening to what I'm saying to my health? Lord, I got my finances. The gates of hell cannot prevail against us. You believe that today? You got to believe that today. And so David was one, probably at one of his lowest points of his life here. And he encouraged himself. And then, then 1 Samuel 30, verse 8, it says, And David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue the troop? Shall I overtake them? And the Lord answered, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them and without fail, recover all. Think about this. You know, it would be obvious. You know, you think, well, I lost something. I need to go. You know, my, my family is stolen. You know, bandits have taken my family. It's pretty obvious. You just go out and find them. But David inquired first, of the Lord, should I go out? Or are you going to bring them back to me, Lord? Because God can do it any, any way he wants. God God could God could have them come God could do it any way He wants to do it. God can get your breakthrough any way He wants to get your breakthrough to you. It doesn't have to be one way. A lot of times we're one-dimensional in our thinking. Oh God, if you just give me the money, that's all I need is the money. No, you just need favor. You just need the right connections. You may not need the money. If I could get the money, Lord send the money. Jeez, that's why I'm buying the lottery ticket. I used to do that. anybody know what I'm talking? About? I got that adrenaline rush. Anybody ever bought a lottery ticket? Anybody had that lottery fever? And I did, I would go to 7-Eleven, what do you got, i take the Powerball, <laughs> whatever it is, I don't know if it's the Powerball, what it's called, it's called the Powerball, is it, <laughs> okay, I don't know, <laughs> no, that's a steroid, you know, no, that's something else, right, John, <laughs> let me get back to my messenger, <laughs> But you know what? We don't want to put our faith in lottery tickets. We don't want to put our faith in one way. It's only God can do it. One way to get me. No, God has many ways to get you out of your issues. And so David inquired of the Lord. And the Lord said, Not only will you be able to pursue these people, but you will recover all. But not only did David pursue them, not only did he recover all, but he got all that they had too. Oh, I'm talking now. Because whatever the devil's trying to steal from you, the devil's going to have to pay back sevenfold. Remember, remember, Job? Remember Job? Job, the devil put him through the ringer. You probably feel like you're going through a ringer these days. The devil's been trying to put the church through the ringer with this, uh, with this so-called uh, pandemic that we're dealing with. Right? And, and, and so the devil is trying to put people through the ringer, but we can overcome glory to God. We can overcome these things. And Job was in a place in his life where it looked like he would never recover. But he just didn't recover. The Bible was very uh, explicit in saying right at the end of the book of Job that Job got double for his trouble. I mean, why would the Bible say he had double? Anybody read the book of Job? I don't need to read it, Pastor. I'm living it. Okay, listen, you're coming out of it. I was talking to this one guy, I was ministering, and this guy looked like he's been through, he looks like he's been through it. The ringer. And I was talking to him, and, and he really felt like, he, he, you know, I was talking to him about God's healing power, and God can do things. And, and he just looked at me, he said, yeah, pastor, but, but I'm, I have a Job's ministry. God's, God's, God, God has me, I, I went through all this, and I did, lost this, and I lost that, because I have a Job's ministry. And he really believed it. Well, and, 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 pretty, and I said, well, that's great because you get ready for the double. Hey, what? <laughs> what? The double. The double. Yeah. No, no, no. I got the me. That means I'm supposed to suffer down here. No. Last time I read my Bible, Jesus took my suffering. Last time I read my Bible, Jesus took, my, uh, took, took stripes on his body for my healing. Glory to God. Last time I, I read, he, Jesus was vexed so I could walk in peace. Last time I read my Bible, I'm not supposed to be suffering down here. There is a suffering in following the will of God. Don't get me wrong. There is a suffering in the flesh. Because there's sometimes we don't want to do some things that God wants us to do. Like get up and go to church on Sunday morning. Okay, I'm preaching. That's real suffering. That's nothing. Gloria, we think it's suffering. Oh, I'm suffering for you, Lord. We're not suffering. I'm telling you, God is so awesome and so good. So, 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 get ready. I'm going to say this. Get ready for the double. And so, and so, I, you know, I was thinking about that. And and you know, um, you know, our journey as a church is. I mean, it's uh, God must be preparing us some for something awesome. You know, I was thinking, you know, as a pastor, I'm like. You know, sometimes as pastors, we'll look at other pastors. You know, you ever look at other people when even w- when you work in your field and sometimes they seem like that they're more blessed than you are. Have you ever been there? You kind of look at somebody and say, God, I'm a, I'm a tither. I should be I should be the head and not the tail. I should be 10 times greater than that guy over there. That's a sinner. But you show up at work late. You leave early. You reap what you sow, right? You, oh, I forgot about that law. Yeah, so no, 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 no. Yeah, but I am doing everything right. God will raise you up. And if and for some reason the devil's trying to keep you down in that company, you'll end up running your own company. What's that? Yeah, you, if the devil's trying to keep you down in one place, he, God will raise you up in another place. No, nobody can hold you down. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Nobody. God is the one that lifts up and God is the one that brings down. Promotion doesn't come from the east or the west. It comes from God, the north. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And God is ready to promote some of you. You're about ready to move to another level in God. And I remember that, you know, and I, I, I was like saying, Lord, you know, this one pastor I know he, he just seems like he has it easy he got his own building right he, he didn't have to do you know and I've been like in, in a, you know I've been in a building I've been in a movie theater I've been in a, a civic league building and I'm like I'm like everywhere <laughs> yeah. like our church is like everywhere you know why because and the Lord revealed to me because I'm raising you up to do some things I'm raising you up to, to, to be able to feel the pain of what other pastors go through Maybe I'm raising you up to maybe help some pastors down the road. Because you have some experience of the misery of ministry. <laughs> what, pastor? Yeah, there's misery in ministry. Amen. Is there? Yes. Ask my brother John. He had a set up for 10 years at the movie theater, man. With with my my, my camera guy back there, they would get up. I'm telling you, John said he probably did more cardio on Sunday morning than he did in a whole week. He's a man, and he's all sweating and, you know, man, he's, man, I'm faithful, committed. We got faithful, committed people here. And I thank God for them. Glory to God. And so and so I, I, I I'm just thinking about my journey. And, and and when I when 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 I should not even be pastoring the church, because because the pastors, uh, uh, they, they were very traditional. And I was their youth minister and I ended up becoming their assistant pastor. But I was single and they were very uh, traditional and they wanted to turn the church over. They were looking to retire, but they wanted to tr- turn it over to a married couple. And they tried to give it to a couple married people, and they both, and, and, and everybody they tried to give it to, they turned it down. They didn't want the church. And of course, God told me, you know, through prayer, uh, you're going to be the next pastor. I said, but they're trying to give it to other people, but you're going to be the next pastor. I said, all right. And then I, remember that, I remember that I was working in the sound system because I did about everything in the church that you could do to help them, right? And I was on their payroll, and, and I was the assistant pastor. And I remember that I was doing the sound, and um, I said, Lord, I could do this until you come back. I was kind of happy. I, I, got, I got really happy with the, being the sound man. You know, I'm behind the curtain. Nobody sees me. I could be picking my nose. You know, I could, you know what I'm talking about? I could be... And nobody sees me. I, I'm like, I have no responsibility. really. I do have responsibility to make sure that the sound and everything, that the pastor looks great, amen. But, you know, uh, but I said, I said, Lord, I could, I could just be back here for the rest of my life. And then, like, two weeks later, the pastor's called and said, do you think you would like to take the church and be the next senior pastor of the church? And I thought, yeah, I think, I think God's, yeah, yeah, I think that that might be God in that. But God t- was telling me that for over four years. You're going to be the next pastor. But I didn't know that. I mean, I was like, that's impossible. Because they want to give it to somebody that's married. And I'm single. You know, and, and, but you know, Paul was single. Paul raised up all these churches. God's not against single people. Can I get an amen for some single people in the house today? God's, not, God's, not, God's for single people too. Single people can do stuff. Can't, are you listen? You don't have to be married to do things in God. You can be single. And you can be married and say, I am single. No, 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 no don't go there. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? No, 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 no. God's for the single too. Because I was single. I pastored a church as a single pastor. And thank God, God rescued me with yin. Hallelujah. God, hallelujah, because I'd be in trouble. We'd be in trouble. This church wouldn't look the same if Yin wasn't here. Glory to God. She's like a techie and she knows all this technical stuff and she runs the TV and she's she's like a brainiac. Glory to God. And she can cook. I mean, I mean, even I mean, I mean, look. Okay, I won't go there. But anyway, let's continue. So, so my church journey, so I, I, I was at a, a building, and it was a great building that we were in. But we were trying to do other things, trying, trying to enhance the parking lot. And we were trying to get better lighting at night. And it seemed like that, that every time that we tried to do something for the owner of that building, because we leased, the, the owner didn't want us to do anything. And then, then I finally, like, why don't he want us to do anything? And I preached a message. God's going to move us somewhere else. And I, and then the next day he says, I want you out of the building. I said, was he, was he hearing my message that morning, that Sunday morning? I want you out. You got 90 days. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, I love this building now. (laughs) I don't want to leave this building. (laughs) Lord, I I know I was complaining about it because he doesn't want me to do anything in the building. (laughs) But I love being here. What am I going to do without being in my own building? You know, I got my nice office and it's so nice. And then and then I and then I had the idea to go to a movie theater. But, you know, we had a board there. We had people, advisors. One person said, we don't we were coming out of the building. We had our own building. We don't want a temporary movie theater. We want another building. I said, sure. So I started lo- and so I started looking all over the place and I was running on my own power. Does anybody ever run on their own power? I was trying to make something happen. Uh, Have you ever tried to make something happen? And pretty soon I was like, God, don't you care about us? Because I couldn't find anything. You know, have you ever felt like that? God, I'm trying everything. Nothing's working. Anybody know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Why? Because we're working in our own power. But you need some grace power. Are you listening? To what I'm saying? We gotta, we gotta have the grace. See, if God's grace isn't, see, I was trying to get a school, and I went over to drive and look at this one school. I was thinking maybe we could, And I walked out there, they thought I was a predator. Uh-oh. You know, I was like, God's not in this. Get out of here! Are you a predator, Pedophiler? You know, I was like, God, I gotta get back in the car. I gotta go. I, I gotta go. I mean, I mean, I nothing. I had no grace. I, I was like, look at everywhere. No grace. At all. And I finally came down to the last week. We're in December. It's 90 days. You know, the days are ticking by. You know, like the days are going by. And I'm like, we got a week left. And I talked to my, to my, my key people on the, in the church. I said, we got nowhere to go. And one of the key people said, what about the movie theater? Oh, yeah. That was the first idea that came to me. So I checked the movie theater. And everything opened up like. Butter, you know, I don't know if that makes sense, but everything, everything just opened. I mean, we went over there and they said, oh, yeah, we used to have a movie theater here. And then I said, um, what if uh, uh, we have equipment? We don't really want to have a play We, we don't want to, you know, buy a, a, a truck to, to unload our equipment every week. Uh, oh, you can use our, our storage rooms. I mean, we it was it was like grace. We were in there supernaturally. The movie theater. Glory to God. And then and then, we, then from the movie theater, we tried getting that 7-Eleven, but God's, it wasn't God's will. Because God had something better. And then all of a sudden, we got in this place. And, we, and thank God, it was a miracle to get in here. And we got in this place, and we, it was a miracle in this place. And then, and then just, you know, we knew that it was time for us to start moving forward again. And God opened this miracle place that we're going to. And I'm telling you, I believe God's going to do miracles in this place. He's already doing miracles here. God's already has done miracles here. Marriages being restored. Glory to God. People getting healed. Hallelujah. People getting delivered. Glory to God. People, people getting into a place of blessing. So God's going to do more. Amen. So so we we have to get out of the place of frustration and, and, and get in a place of waiting on the Lord and get some wisdom. Amen. And so one of the things that the enemy will do is that that when we're in that place of a storm in our life, doesn't the enemy always try to throw doubt in our way? Try to get us to doubt God's goodness. Remember, I told you I was raising my hands up. God! I remember, remember back, back when I was in that building looking for a place, we thought we were, and, uh, there was a church just not even a mile when a member said, there's a church, they're leaving that church, they're building a new church. That's probably our church. And so I said, yeah, it's right there. God's opening a church. This was before we got in the movie theater. And I drove over there, started driving around it, looking at it, surveying it. Woo, Yeah. Oh yeah, and the guy. There was a guy out there, and and he said, "Can I help you?" I, I rode down the window. I said, "Yeah, I'm looking at some He said, "He said I'm the next pastor of this church building." <laughs> 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 you're, you're you're the next pastor, yeah. I just had to throw that story in because that's a true story. That is a true story. Amen. Why? Because sometimes we are moving out... ...and we're believing God for something... ...and we think that this is God that's in it... ...and then it becomes a disappointment when we don't get it. And we start thinking, why? What's wrong? Because God has something better. God is preparing us for something better. And you've got to believe that. You've got to believe that God... Has something better. So what does the enemy want to do? He wants to discourage us. He wants the devil wants us to think that God is against us. Doesn't he? In other words, what have I done in my life for God to be so mean to me? Nobody knows the troubles I've seen. Are oh, you hearing what I'm saying today? Job ministry. Yeah. Joke ministry, right? And, uh, and so, Jeremiah 29, 11, you better hold on to this promise here. Because your future is good in God. you got to believe that. See, the enemy will try to make your future bleak. You know, he will try to make you, because that's, because see, see, hope is the anchor of our faith. Right? And hope is an earnest expectation of good to come. And if you don't have an earnest expectation of good to come and the enemy's trying to paint a bleak picture of your future, then you're not in hope anymore. And your faith is not working. You are actually thinking that things are going to be worse and they're just going to get worse. And, and the enemy is trying to paint that picture. No, 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 no. It says in Jeremiah 29, 9, 11, I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you a hope and a future now you say pastor you always you're always giving that scripture out yeah because I'm trying to get it in me and I'm trying to get it in you because I deal with the same devil that you deal with and I deal with this possibly are we going to be here next week Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Is the church still going to be here? Am I going to have a building to preach in? Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Yeah, I deal with some fears. I wake up in a cold sweat every once in a while. Amen. God, you know know what I'm talking about. Is there anybody like that out there? No, man, I'm not like that. I have smooth sailing. No, I wake up in a sweat every once in a while. God. I got, a, I got a church, we, we need to move forward, we, we got to have classrooms, and we, we, need, to be, we need to help the people, and, and we, we need to be in it 24-7, and I want to go back to my prayer services, my praise services, I want to go back to my fasting services, I want to start having church again. Yes. Yes. Amen. Do you know what I'm talking about? I was praying the other day, and, I mean, and because the enemy would say, well, you could always go a different direction. You know, the devil will always tell you that. You can go this direction. Right? I was like, "Yeah, I could go that direction. I can help God." And I was praying, and the Lord said, "Don't go there. OK? <laughs> I was like, "It sounds real good. I'm telling everybody, I'm going there. I'm going there. God says, "Don't go there, I'm not going there." <laughs> Why? Because if God's, if, if God's grace is not where I'm moving to, then it may be a, a hard road to hoe. If there's no grace where I'm going, in the then, then God's will's not there. If God's will's not there, then His grace is not there. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? today? But I believe that God's will is where we're going, we're, because God is opening it up. It's it, it, it the door. You know, we had a prophecy a couple of weeks back, and the Spirit of the Lord said, you know, I have uh, doors are being opened for you. And so when Yin and I saw that building, when we came up to that building. Um, uh, uh, and we saw that church, and we looked in to the window. Uh, The sanctuary doors should not have been open, but they were open. There's a lobby, and then they were wide open. So that gave us the um, knowledge that there was no furniture in there. What if those doors were closed? What if we didn't discover that the church wasn't still meeting there? Matter of fact, I did my due diligence and I called the church. I wanted to make sure everything was right and 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 there was no answer. The, the, the phone was disconnected. I could not get in touch with the with a former church that used to meet there. Are oh, you hearing what I'm saying to you today? But the doors were open. The doors were open. God will open doors no man can shut. And God will shut doors no man can open. And you got to believe when God opens a door, you gotta, you got to have the courage to walk through those doors. Because sometimes we want to hold on to our security blanket like Linus. And we don't want to let go with what we have to embrace what God has for us. And we say, oh, 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 oh. Uh And we're trying to hold on to the old, and God wants us to have the new. And we say, well, we don't want to let go of the old because that's what we know. But the new, we have to embrace something that's totally different. But God doesn't want us being the same. He doesn't want our faith just sitting dormant. No, he wants us moving faith to faith from glory to glory. He doesn't want us stagnating in our faith. Yes, yes, thank you, Jesus. Look at your neighbor and say, keep moving. Keep moving. Keep moving. Keep moving. We got, God can't direct anything that's not moving. Sometimes it, there is a place to wait on God. There is a place to stay, to be still and know that God is God. The Bible says that. But then there's a place for us to start moving. Amen. And so, so we got to make sure that the enemy doesn't get us in doubt. And so about our future. Look at Isaiah 41.10. It says here, so do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So, so you got to realize that God is for you. He's for our church. He's for your success. He's for your prosperity. And you've got to believe that. You know, I was thinking about the story about, about the account of Jesus. Um, and he sent his disciples out in a boat, I guess, to get somewhere, get to the other side Uh, To to a place and and they were and they were all of a sudden a storm came uh, onto their boat and Jesus wasn't with them. But Jesus ended up walking on the water. (laughs) And then and, 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 and Peter and the disciples saw Jesus walking on the water. And then, you know, the story Peter said, Peter said, if that be you, Jesus bid me to come out on the water with you. You know that story. Right. And and so and so and and so Jesus said, come. Amen. And so thank God it it wasn't a demonic Jesus. (laughs) Thank God it was truly Jesus. And so Peter got out and walked on the water. He was walking on the water. And he was walking on the water, and all of a sudden the enemy caused the waves to brush up. He caused the wind to blow. And what was the enemy trying to do? In in our pursuit of following God, the enemy will always try to cause a distraction in our life. And he will try to get us to look to the right, to look to the left. He will try to get us to look away from what God is doing. And so what, what, what Peter did, he started noticing the waves and feeling the wind. And he took his eyes off Jesus. And when he took his eyes off Jesus, he, be, he began to sink. But thank God where your faith won't take you there, God's mercy will. Because Jesus grabbed his hand and they were instantly on the boat. So even if your faith fell a little bit, thank God for his mercy. And so Peter was there, and Jesus said, why did you doubt? So doubt will always sink your faith boat. So the enemy's trying to get us to, keep, to, to not focus on Jesus. So what's the moral of the story? Whenever you're going through the storm of your life, whatever you're going through the trial or the tribulation, you've got to keep your eyes on the Word of God. If you're dealing with a health issue, get your eyes on the Word of God. If you're dealing with a relationship issue, get your eyes on the word of God. If you're dealing with a financial issue, get your eyes on the word of God. Keep your eyes on the word of God. Keep it in front of you. Meditate on that word. Keep speaking it until it becomes more real to you than the problem that you're encountering. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? The word has, you've got to keep Jesus in your face. And as you keep Jesus in your face, amen, and you keep, keep that word before you, I'm telling you, it will cause the doubt to leave your life. And if you doubt, you will do without. Amen. And if you believe, you will receive. And so what, what is the key? Jesus said a lot of times, if you only believe, you will see the glory of God. So what is the enemy working on? He's working on your believer. He's working on the fact, he, he, the devil doesn't want you believing that God can do anything. He doesn't want you to, see, I'm beginning to think, and I told my, I was talking to my, uh, to my sound guy, Steve, the other day. And I said, to, I said to, to my sound guy, I said, you know, I was reading in the Bible, and, 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 and God was saying about this ungodly king that was trying to attack the Israelites. Um, and then... Uh, uh, Elijah prayed and, and an angel went and killed like 140,000 people of the enemy, right? And uh, it looked like it was an impossible situation for Israel to get out of it. And then, then this king that was ungodly uh, was saying all, talking all kinds of trash about, about God. And then God said, well, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do to him. He's going to get back home and he's going to be killed by a sword. And as soon as he went home to worship his god Dagon or whatever, his son came in and thrust the sword through him. And I'm thinking, God can do anything. (laughs) God can do anything. God can do anything. Now, I know that's a pretty gruesome story there. But God can, whatever God says, he can do. You know, I I think about that, that one one, uh, king, uh, uh, Ahab... And and Ahab was like God said uh, he 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 went out uh, to to fight a war and, uh, and 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 the Lord actually revealed to him through a prophet that I'm sending you out there to be killed and that king said well Ahab said well I'm not going to be killed because I'm not going to dress up as the king I'm going to disguise myself and I'm not going to get killed in battle and then there, the, 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 the on the other side there was this one archer that just took uh, took a took a took his bow, pulled it back, and shot an arrow. And that arrow whoosh, was divinely guided and hit Ahab right between his armor. Jesus. Somebody can say God can do anything. What am I saying? I I, you say that's a lot of killing. Well, you know, I'm a guy. I I I like war movies. But uh, but but what I'm saying is that God can do. In other words, God can destroy your enemy. Your enemy aren't isn't people, but God can make sure that the devil cannot come against you. There there is a leash on the devil, and he can only go so far in your life. Do you believe that today? And I'm telling you, as you stand strong in God, giving Him praise, giving Him worship, asking Him for wisdom, and then moving into the place, having the faith to move out into those areas that God is calling you to, you will surely receive, you will take back anything that the devil has stolen from you. And you will surely overcome and recover all and more. You believe it today? Did you receive it this morning? Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you that you're moving us to the next level, Father. I thank you, Father God, that you're blessing every person in here. And Father God, I I know that maybe some in here are dealing with issues and problems, but Father, I know that these problems are going to push them into your presence to receive your promise. And right now, maybe you're here in the audience this morning, or perhaps you're watching online, and you know you need a God touch today. You you need God in your life, and and maybe maybe you never received Jesus. You got to have the grace of Jesus in your life, and so I, you know the Bible says today is the day of salvation. Today is your day, and, and I believe that as you res, as you draw near to God, the Bible says He will draw near to you. Say this in mean in your heart. If you're ready for a God encounter today, just say, "Dear God, I believe Jesus." You died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I receive you today as my Lord and Savior. I turn my back on sin, Satan, and selfishness. And I turn fully to you, God. Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.